why I must belong to a local church and be committed there. Question that some may ask is, what is the particular reason I must belong to a church? What is the particular reason that I must belong to a church? What is the particular reason I must belong to a church? That is to also ask, so it's a question and then we'll be answering it. It's also to ask, what is the importance of going to church or being a member of a church? Such questions and such teachings help to bring insight and instructions that lies in our Christian growth. Questions like this will lead to insight and instructions that will help us to grow in our spiritual life. Questions like why I must belong to a church. Why do I go to church? Such questions helps us to gain insight that helps in our spiritual growth. We've been saying that uh, somehow, some of us, we find ourselves in church. Either you were born in a church, but you are not born in a church. Because if Christianity is by faith, you have to believe and then you have faith, then you belong then you can't be born in a church. If I'm born in a church, it means that my choice is not part of it. And some of us find ourselves in churches because that's where our parents go to church. I was born into the Catholic church. I went to mass because my dad wanted me to go. So if I don't go to church, I'll be punished for not going. So the reason I went to church was not even because I understood the principles or the faith of the Catholic Church, but it's because when I woke up from the sleep of birth, I realized I was a Catholic. And then interestingly, I was told that as a baby, I was baptized into the Catholic Church. So my baptism, my attending of the church, was not my choice. It was decided for me. But when it comes to faith, when it comes to faith, it has to be a choice. Faith is not a decision somebody takes for you. Faith or decisions of faith is not something somebody has to take for you. Because our decisions of faith will be judged. So then can we say you can't be born a Christian? (laughs) I'm talking about biologically. Your parents may be Christians. Your parents being Christian does not automatically make you a Christian. Because Christianity is a choice. I know people who come from Muslim families, they were born into a Muslim family, but they decide to be Christians. So faith is a choice. 
You are not born into faith. It is actually your choice and your belief that makes you born into it. It is not by birth. Again, another reason is that another person's faith does not make me a Christian. Another person's faith or belief does not automatically make me a Christian. What do I mean? So my father can't get born again for me. My mother can't speak in tongues on my behalf. No. So people that are forced into religions, that's why you find when people grow mature, we call it they rebel. Because you didn't give them the opportunity to decide what they want. And some of us, I know some will bear witness with this, even Christianity was introduced to us in a wrong way. So prayer is a punishment. So if I grow with such training, my perception of Christianity becomes different. One of the challenges we have in Christianity and sometimes in our own personal spiritual growth is that we're not given the opportunity to understand Christianity. Even the few were taught, they didn't even teach us from the Bible. They taught us from their own perception of God. So our perception of God, unfortunately, sometimes, most of the times, are out of rumor. We're forced to give offering. We're forced to give tithe without proper explanation. And then again, some of us who were introduced to the give and get God. We forget that even before you were born, you didn't give yourself life. So how did God's action become what you do? You start the giving. When the world you are living in, you didn't create it. So sometimes I step to Christianity, my father's faith, my mother's faith. But Jesus says, whosoever shall believe. So are we following or we believe? I've seen people who are even pastor's children don't believe in the God of their father. Because maybe we felt Christianity must be automatic. Instead of explaining, why do you pray, mommy? I said this last week. I know a small boy. I can't call him boy. Should I call him small boy or call him a child? Because at the age of five, six, you're a child, right? When you say boy, you're hitting the 15. This child, the teachers can complain that the child can pray from morning to evening in school. 
What is he praying? He's clapping his eyes. Die, fire, die. He can do that for three hours. So we can get carried away and say, hey, akola we die. Openyami, openyami in what? Fire die? What Christianity is introduced to that boy? So in his mind, the God of my mother kills people. So how we were introduced to, I have friends who introduced church to me because I was struggling and they felt when I come to church, my struggles will be over. We have people in church hoping that as you sit down doing nothing, some way, somehow, one day you are there, no, then something big hit you. Then from nowhere, you're a rich man. So people's perception of going to church is to become a rich man. Just like that. You don't have to work. You don't have to take your book serious. We sing songs. We have sung. We have even lost lyrics. For the demand and take, now we have to move into Minsaka, Minsaka, Minsaka. So imagine if Christianity is Minsaka. When you Saka, why do you need to come to church? If Christianity is about breakthrough, no rich man should go to church. That's why emphatically I keep saying to you that there are so many people who have made money without Jesus. And to be frank with you as your pastor, for several years of being a prophet, the kind of prosperity church people project is below bar. Because there are a lot of people who have gotten more money without Jesus than the one our anointing oil brings. Because if a Christian is testifying even about a car, it's home use car. Sometimes we don't even tell the true story of even our testimonies. If our God, eh, he does some of the things we say he does. There's no need for lies, painting, picture. Sometimes a pastor can even say, oh, we see 20,000. Ghana, yes, eh? You have to lie. To glorify God. Why do I have to lie to glorify God? It means something is not right. So even if you cheat to get money, you can come and say it's the favor of God. And as long as it brings glory to God, praise the Lord. So question, is our God a shabby God? Is God okay if you steal in your office and make money? How does God feel if you don't drive? Because if God's prosperity is seen in you driving a meta conco, then there are too many people God has not been kind to. Too many people have gone to church. And if God is the God that gives car, he's not as faithful as he's been saying. 
That's why we need to find out why we go to church. If we go to church to get married, then God is not faithful. Yesterday I saw somebody post something about the number of people on the face of the earth vis-a-vis men and women. And if God gives husbands and wives, he's in trouble, man. Because always the women are more than the men. Even Jesus said it in the Bible. And the time will come. Seven women will go to one man. That's why we need to go back to the Bible. All they have been to church for this, we have to sit down and ask ourselves, why do we go to church? Because if you don't understand why we go to church, it will look as if your God is a liar. Some have met people who have lost faith in God. And sometimes you can't blame them. Because the promises they were given has not been fulfilled. If God is about car, God is about house, a brand new job, a brand new days, marriage, faithful marriage. That equals to if you are not having a husband, wife, a job, then that God has not seen you. Then pastors can create messages. Seven reasons you are not married. They will teach it all. We will follow all the steps. Still, it will not happen. Then they will come with another 14 reasons why. When you are close, you get, it seems far away. We will do the 14. They will add anointing oil. All night service will break ancestral curses. Your father's bloodline. I said on radio, Africa people, we have to go back to some pastors and ask questions. If truly my background is why I'm suffering. There is no European country that should succeed. Ah, why should they succeed? What did your grandfather do? That's why you are suffering. Just tell me. The worst your grandfather can do is to tell two women you married them and married one. The worst. So I don't know how many abortions your grandfather could have committed. The only thing, that's, that's the highest my great-great-grandfather can sin. I saw my grandfather. And I know he had quick temper. He would use his walking stick to be pouring my grandmother's food on the floor. And the idea of I saw it. So if that is the reason his children will suffer, I have a question. Because what the white man did to Africa bought human beings as commodities, used them to build their country, stole from Africa, resources, and they are still succeeding. And ancestral cases is not dealing with them. Something is wrong. What are you wasting your time to break? You have to go to Ganka. The people they should suffer most in this world is Great Britain. Every problem in the world should start from Britain. They brought colonialism. They brought slavery, slave trade. Then the Portuguese also carried it. The economy should collapse. In fact, no, 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 leave Great Britain. Let's go to Germany. They, they made sure, in case you don't know, today, if you go to Israel, they don't know their records. 
They don't know which tribe they belong to. You know why? A young man by name, Adolf Hitler, decided he would wipe them out of the face of the earth. So just like you know your family house and which tribe you belong to, the Israelites that got dead after all the war, they can't really locate which tribe they come from. He put people in a tank and used gas. Watch this. These are God's people. The Israelites represented God. Now watch Pomba. Your forefather did this. Which oil did these Germans use to break that case? The wickedness of Adolf Hitler be my. So if the only reason we go to church is to break curses from our bloodline, then we are missing the point. Because Germany has one of the best economies in the world. They should be suffering more than Ghana. They should be a fifth world country. Because of the weak, if wickedness equals to how your life go be, is it a to fifteenth country? Are you getting me? So it is absolutely unthinkable to think we should come from our homes, gather in a place called a church, and we gather to break curses from our bloodline. That means. We don't understand church. If we gather to make money, that means maybe we're mistaking the signboard. That's, that's how some, some have turned the church to. A place when you sow, it will be pressed down, shaking together, run over. It's like when you give your money, then you, in a week's time, one month, you get 10%. Some quick money that you don't even imagine. So, our going to church now became fast track, fast way of making money. Or, if somebody is disturbing you in your office, you write their name on a paper. You go and give it to an Ujashios prophet. I used to do that. They'll put your name in bottle. I said, hey, no, no, no. Most of the time, you know, most of the time, the younger person is always the one the problem. And you write the person's name. See, the difference is that the place has air condition. <laughs> and the consultant is wearing suit and tie. But any cocoa is better. Because who can remember the highest of Bedia is Aponchi? All she suits need the different types. I saw a guy, he said, he said he's an high tech comfort. <laughs> he, he's consulting fee alone. He uses computer to com- communicate with the gods. <laughs> he says he needs to, he said, calling the, 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 the dwarves. He uses a lot of data, so he needs. <laughs> His consulting fee is 5,000. 
5,000 Ghana just to buy data to call Motiakovo. So why do I go to church? Why do I go to church? Why must I come to church every Sunday? Every Thursday? Why? Because some of us think that church is an option. Even some even think when they come to church, they are doing God a favor. Or better still, pastor. So when they come to church, after an hour, they'll be watching their time. What's happening here? Why are we still here? Is he not talking too much? The moment you come to church and you are behaving like that, it simply means you are not spiritually sensitive. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. Why we come to church. Matthew chapter 16 the verse 18. Okay. And I say also unto thee. And I say also unto you. That thou art Peter. That you are Peter. And upon this rock. And upon the rock of the revelation. I will build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the gates of hell shall shall not not prevail prevail against against it. So in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus was speaking about his church. We said the word church. Is the Greek word ecclesia, E K K L E S I A, E K K L E S I A, ecclesia. Ecclesia. It means a coming together of people who are called out. Ecclesia means. A coming together of people who are called out. When we say church, you are talking about the gathering of people who are called out. Next point. You cannot have a church without a gathering. You cannot have a church Without a gathering. You cannot have a church without a gathering. When the word church is mentioned, a gathering is required. When the word church is mentioned, a gathering is required. So the word church means the coming together of people who are called out. So Jesus says, I will build. Next point. So Jesus said, I will build a coming together of a people who are called out. Jesus said, he will build a coming together of people who are called out. So what you are seeing here. We coming together. Was what Jesus intended to do. A coming together. He said he was going to build. A coming together. Of people who are called out. And the gates of hell. Could not stop him. 
So if we couldn't get that today, it means that the gate of hell stopped Jesus. If people are not gathered in the name of Jesus, as we speak, then what he said didn't happen. Is it making sense? How were we brought together? Ephesians 1, 18 through 23. Ephesians chapter 1, the verse 18. We are looking at why I must belong to church. Why should I have a church and say this is my church? Why do we go to church? Ephesians chapter 1, the verse 18 to 23. Mm -hmm. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, Mm -hmm. that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. You know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You know the riches of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who Mm -hmm. believe according to the working of his mighty power. So the exceeding greatness of his power to who believe. So there's a belief there, uh-huh, according to the working of his, of his mighty, mighty power, power uh-huh, which he wrought in Christ, in Christ, which when, he did in Christ, when, when he, he raised, raised him Jesus from, the, from dead, the dead, and, and set, set him at his, his own right hand in the, in the heavenly, heavenly places, far above all principalities and power mm-hmm. and might mm-hmm. and dominion mm-hmm. and every name that is named, mm-hmm. not only in this world, mm-hmm. but also in that which is to come. That also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet. Verse 22. Can we all read it together? Ready, go. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to who? The church, 23. Which this is, is his, his body, body, the fullness of him that filleth all, all in all. So the church is called the body of Christ. The church is called the body of Christ. The church, when you say the church, you are talking about the body of Christ. And that is a very important term you should never forget. The church represents the body of Christ. Are you here? It means, next point, it means Christ and the church are one. Very important. If the church represents the body of Christ, that means the church and Christ or Christ and the church are one. Matthew 18, verse 20. Matthew chapter 18, the verse number 20. Matthew chapter 18, the verse 20. For where two or three For where are two gathered, or together, three are in gathered name, together in my name, in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There am I in the midst of them. That means the church refers to people gathering together. Where two or three are gathered together. 
the church refers to people gathered together. So the church and Jesus are one. So my identification with the church is my identification with Christ. Very important. My identification with the church is my identification with Christ. If I identify with the church, is a proof that I stand for Jesus. Do you get that? Your identifying with a church, the church, is your identifying with Christ. You can't say you are a doctor and you don't belong to any hospital. How? Are you with me? You're identifying with the church. So anybody who says, oh, church is wawakumem, is ignorant. Church is not personal. Church is a group. You can't have church on your own. Church is done together. You cannot say, I identify with Jesus and you, are, you don't identify with his body. You can't say you identify with Jesus and you don't identify with his body. Somebody said, you, oh, you can be a Christian and you don't have to belong to any church. It is not in the Bible. And I'll be proving it to you. There's no Christianity in your heart. Christianity is a family. You know, sometimes when you mention your name, they want to find out which home do you come from. See, they want to find out where you are from. So you can't say you are Christ. So if you are Christ, which of Christ's family do you belong to? You can't be Christ's family in the air. Or on your own. Even Jesus went to church. He went to the synagogue. At the age 12, he was seen in the house of God. Asking questions. Learning from the doctors of the law. When he matured, he went to the synagogue. That was their church then. So are you better than Jesus? Or more spiritual than Jesus? The disciples of Jesus went to church. As for their own, if we say here to be trouble, because they went to church every day. Daily. Paul says, I cease not to teach you daily. Some people go to church two times, cry three. They say it's too much. Are they? Don't you have a life? 
So when you don't understand Christian, that's when you talk like that. Let's go to the Bible. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians is right after Galatians. Ephesians chapter 3, 14 and 15. Ephesians chapter 3, the verse 14 and 15. Mm-hmm. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus He says, Christ. for this cause I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of whom the whole family in Of heaven, whom what? The whole the family. The whole family in heaven and where and s is named so the christian family is a family of god on earth and the church is that family so you can write it this way the church is called a family the church is called a family Ephesians chapter 2, 18 and 19. The church is called a family. Ephesians chapter 2, the verse 18 and 19. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. He says through Jesus Christ, we all have access to God by one spirit. Mm -hmm. Unto the Father. Unto the Father. So now God became our Father. Because of Jesus' death, Burial and resurrection, we who could not call God Father, we and Jesus now have one Father. So Jesus calls us brothers. So several times you see in the epistles, he referred to Christians as brethren. My brethren. The word brethren simply means from one womb. Continue, please. 19. It's 19. Now therefore, now therefore, ye are no more strangers. You are no more strangers and foreigners, and you are no more a foreigner, but fellow citizens. But now you are a citizen of heaven and of the household of God, and of what the household of God. The moment you believe in the gospel of Christ, you have joined God's family. So he says the family in heaven and the family on earth, we are one. Say, I'm part of God's family. Hallelujah. So every Christian that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior belongs to the family of God. We are a family. He calls it a household of God. Galatians chapter 10, verse, Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, he calls it a household of faith. Jidie Ebusunya. Galatians chapter 6, the verse 10. Mm-hmm. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. The household. So the church is also referred to as the household of faith. So actually the church is a family. The church is a family. Why are we a family? So you can't belong to a family that only when you have problem you come to the family. That's why 
That's how some people go to church. It's when they find themselves in problem, then they remember they have a family. But nobody belongs to a family like that. That is only when you are in need. Or when there is a special occasion to celebrate, that's when you come to your family meeting. No. Why are we a family? One. Because we have one heritage. We are a family because we have one heritage. The beauty of Christianity is I am an Asante, you are a Ga, you are an Ewe. Our earthly tribe background does not come into play in our spiritual relationship. The church is a supernatural relationship. I'm sorry. And you have to understand it is higher than earthly relationship. Your earthly family, when you die on this earth, is finished. Your heavenly family, when you die on this earth, it continues in heaven. Hallelujah. That lives forever. We have one heritage. We have one God. We have one father. Earthly wise, all of you, every one of us have different fathers. But the beauty of Christianity and the family of Christianity is that irrespective of our tribe, our financial status or whatever it is, we have one father. Don't think God is the father for the whole world. It's not true. Father is somebody who gave birth to you. That's why Jesus said you must be born again. And Nicodemus, should I enter my mother's womb so that you give birth? He said, no, 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 no. What is born of the flesh is flesh. And what is born of the spirit is spirit. That is why I'm telling you, you have to be born again. And being born again is a spiritual thing. When the word of God is preached and you believe it in your heart and you confess Jesus as Lord, you are born again. That means you have been born by God. That's why you can call God Father. Not everybody can call God Father. Don't make that error. People think, oh, we are not children of God. It's not true. I can't claim your father as my father. Your biological father. I can do that just in my mouth. <laughs> but you know that even if you're a, you a weed smoker, arm robber, you still carry your father's DNA. Anywhere you go, they will still refer you to him. That's how Christianity is. You are God's child by birth. So even if you do things that don't please God, it doesn't mean you are no more God's child. Oh, Papa Babonwa. Onyo Papa Ba. Or friend in my friend on this account. 
if your father is calling his children, does he call, okay, I'm calling my children who are married or my children who have jobs. You don't do that. Every child is your child. In fact, fathers worry more about their children who are not doing well. And sometimes they encourage other siblings that are doing well to help their brother or sister who is not doing well. Or talk to your brother, talk to your sister. That's why Jesus says, you evil men know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more your heavenly father? Are you following? So we have one God, one father. Again, we have one baptism and one faith. You can see it in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. Ephesians 4. Verse 4 through to 6. Ephesians chapter 4, the verse 4 to 6. Mm-hmm. There is one body. There is one body. And one spirit. That is the church, even, which has one spirit. Even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. You have been called into one hope of your calling. One Lord. We have one Lord. One faith. One faith. One baptism. One baptism. One God and Father One of all. God who is the Father of of all who is above all who is above all are you following very well so the church is called a family the church is a household of god and the next point so when we say the church which is ecclesia it means the gathering of people Very important point. That means when we come together like this, this actually demonstrates, when we come together like this, this actually demonstrates our identity with Christ. When we come together like we have come together today, this is what demonstrates our identification with Christ. And we come together like this, it demonstrates our identification with Christ. Are you following me? So you cannot claim to be a Christian and you do not gather with the saints in a church. You cannot claim to be a Christian and you do not gather together with the saints in a church. You can't claim to be a Christian. And you don't gather with Christians in a church. That will be an impossible definition of Christianity. If you claim to be a Christian, but you don't gather with the saints in the church, it is an impossible definition of Christianity. A Christian who doesn't go to a church. How are you called a Christian? A doctor who doesn't go to the hospital. He's always at home. Reading his medical books on his own. But yet he has told everybody he's a doctor. 
Just imagine that. When you are sick, you go to the hospital. Where is the doctor? Oh, doctor, Ophiel. Doctor, are you not coming to the hospital? Oh, I'm home. I'm reading my medical books. It's a proof that I am a good doctor. <laughs> and patients are sitting in the hospital waiting for you. That's what people do. They are reading the Bible in the house. And they are telling you true Christianity is in your heart. So stay home and read. Go to your mechanic. Your car is doing overheating. And your mechanic is in his house. Either the fuel gauge or the water gauge. You'll be surprised. You'll be smiling at the other side of your life. <laughs> so you cannot claim to Christianity. And you don't gather with the saints in a church. It's impossible. Or you gather once in a month. Imagine any job, any profession you have that you go there once every month. How are you going to be effective? Just think about it. You know, it doesn't matter how skillful you are. When people keep coming to your door, let's say you're a seamstress, whatever you are, it doesn't matter how good you are, you are not punctual. People will move to another person. So sometimes people don't come to church and when they come once they still want to be that relevant person they were before they went on trek. The church does not work like that. One thing you should know all the time is God does never lack a substitute. It's an honor to serve God. It's an honor to serve God. Men when people have cancer, all manner of prophecies, promises. Everybody saw some area. Who fear na meda? Who beda? Na beda way. Don't, don't wait for trouble. Don't lose your job before you start chasing. That's not how Christianity is done. That's not. So unfortunately, our generation can't go to church without Uber. But I grew up in a different generation. I gave my life to Jesus in a different generation. Where walking was pride. That the, the number of hours you walk to church was pride to even testify. It was not to complain. Oh. But Christians of today, when they are telling you, it means that they want money from you. Sister, Hey, sister, cast up a twenty gara di afaka. Men koke kwa sem mobo mobo. I'm telling you, when I gave my life to Jesus, how we used to say it, when I accepted Jesus in my life, I walked to church and it was pride. We competed who whose house was farer to our meeting ground. 
And when we closed church, we didn't bother about, hey, so am I going back? No. It was an opportunity to pray again, to sing hymns, to sing songs, spiritual songs, Cabo on the road. We had something we call prayer walk. You walk for hours just speaking in tongues. Well, you was no do fear. That's how Christianity was introduced to some of us. I'm telling you, if not Accra, prosperity was not the reason I became a pastor. I got saved, born again, started ministry. In Kumasi, the Christianity there was different. Our heart desire was how God will use us. And the fact that in your heart, you know God will use you. To sweep the church was pride. We competed who was going to arrange the chairs. I used to tell my friends, one of the reasons I didn't grow tall, apart from my jeans, was the amount of speakers I've carried in my life. But I will never say I can't. I wanted to prove to them. I used to brag about it. I walked 30 minutes in, 30 minutes out, picking the speakers from my, my pastor's house to the church. And I carried them one after the other. And those days, there was our, 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 our instrument of praise was called konka. Konka. I know some of you have not even seen some before. Our konka had metals around me. You just imagine my heart and the konka. And the tambourines were in one armpit. And I was carrying it. I go and sweep the church. Arrange the chairs. Fix the drums. Try the drums. I don't know. I never knew how to play, but I played. And there was that pride. That me, na me pra pra, sorry them. It was not that God will give me money. At least that ignorance was say, yes, ba. So when the old our our grandfathers and fathers used to say, when we say we are when they said we are doing the work of not our own, you your work of God has monetary benefit. And the amount for ball and jiska was all them. Bought drums, a jiska. Why many sika? The highest bidder gets the best instrumentalist. Even singers, we've reached a stage we pay choir masters. My choir master was on salary. When it was pride and honor and a great privilege to serve in the house of God. What have we done to Christianity? What have we done to Christianity? Is because when from the head we are propagating benefit. Why not? I know a time is coming. Ushers will be paid. Because prayer warriors are being paid. It's a car washer snippet. Yeah. 
Tell somebody the church is my family. I belong to the family of God. So next point. So you cannot have Christianity without the gathering. You cannot have Christianity without the gathering. You cannot. Because the gathering is the church. The gathering is the church. Ecclesia refers to people. One, people. Two, the gathering. And the assembly of those people who are called out. I'll take my time and say that again. I said because the church, the gathering is the church. And then the next thing I said, I said Ecclesia, which is the church, refers to one. The moment you say church, Ecclesia, it first refers to people. And then two, it refers to gathering. Without people, there is no church. And without gathering, there is no church. So you put the two together. The gathering or the assembling of the people who have been called out equals to the church. The assembling of the people who have been called together is called the church. The assembling or the gathering together of the people who are called out is called the church. So first, you are called out. That is what you call saved. Anybody who is saved is said to be called out. First Peter chapter 2 verse 10, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 5, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 1 John 5, 4. 1 Peter 2, 10. We are looking at how we were called out. 1 Peter chapter 2, the verse 10. Mm-hmm. Which in time past were not a people. In time past we were not God's people. But are now the people of but God. But now we are God's people. Who had not obtained mercy. We didn't used to have mercy, but now we have obtained mercy. mercy. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 through 5. Ephesians chapter 2 from the verse 1 to 5. Mm-hmm. And you have he quickened. He says, you has he quickened. Who were dead in trespasses. We were dead in trespasses and in our sins. Wherein in time past. And in time past. Ye walked according to the course of this we world. We walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. We walked according to the prince of the power of this air. The spirit that now works. The spirit that rules in the children of disobedience. In the children of disobedience. Amongst whom. Amongst whom. Also, we all had our conversation. So in time past, this is where and how our life was. Mm-hmm. In the last of our flesh. In the last of our flesh. The desires of the flesh we are following the, the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And eh? we're by nature the children of wrath. We're by nature the children of wrath. Others, but God, Verse 4. But God. Who is rich in mercy. God who is rich in mercy. Glory. Oh. For his great love wherewith he loved us. Mm-hmm. Even when we were dead in sins. Mm-hmm. Had quickened us together. He has with given Christ. us life together with Christ. With Christ, by grace ye are saved. He says, "By what grace ye we are, are saved. saved." Second Corinthians five seventeen. 
This Second, is how we became members of the family. Second Corinthians chapter five, the verse seventeen. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if any man be if anybody Christ, is now in Christ, he is a new creation. Anybody who is in Christ is a new creation. All things are passed all things away. are passed away. Behold, behold, all things are become all things new. are become new. First John chapter five verse four. First John chapter five verse four. First John chapter five the verse four. Mm-hmm. For whatsoever is born of God, for whosoever is born of God, overcometh is the an world. overcomer of this world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even, even our, faith. our faith. So the church is the gathering of people who have been saved. You cannot call yourself a Christian and you don't belong to any gathering. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 5. I'll be running up now. First Timothy chapter 3 the verse 15. Sorry. First Timothy 3:15. First Timothy chapter 3 the verse 15. Mm-hmm. But if I tarry long, mm-hmm. that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself you in have to know how you should behave yourself where? In the house of God. In the house of God. Which is the church of the living God. The house of God is what? The church of the living God. The house of God is the church of the living God. Final question we are answering for today. What is the house of God? What is the house of God? 1 Corinthians 3.16. You read 3.15. So read 15 and 16 together. So you see, what is the house of God? Mm -hmm. Sorry, 1 Corinthians 3.15. Sorry, 16. 1 Corinthians 3.16. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. The verse 16. Know ye not, not that ye are the temple of God. That you are what? The temple the of God. The temple of God. And that the spirit of God And that the spirit of God does what? Dwelleth in you. Dwelleth in you. So the gathering the gathering that is we coming together is known as the house of God. The gathering, we coming together, is what is known as the house of God. Ephesians 2, 21 and 22. The gathering, we coming together, is known as the house of God. Ephesians chapter 2, the verse 21 and 22. And 22. Mm-hmm. In whom all the building in whom all the building fitly framed together. He says, in whom all, all the, the building, building fitly framed together. Fitly framed together. Groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. It's, please read it again. Very important. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 21. Mm-hmm. In whom all the building fitly framed mm-hmm. together. 
groweth unto an holy temple. It grows unto a holy temple what? In the Lord. In the Lord. 22. In whom ye also, in whom ye also are, builded are builded together, together for, for what? An, for an habitation of God. For so an habitation of God. So we together forms the house of God. The house of God is not a structure. We together, we form the house of God. So you cannot have the house of God alone. The house of God must be the house of God must be with people. The church is with people. Enipa any idea asori. Asori nye nipa bako. When saved people come together, we form the house of God. Hallelujah. So I can't call myself a Christian. And don't go to church. I can't come to church. Because I have a need. Then if I don't have a need. I won't see the reason to go to church. The church is a family. You have to belong somewhere. You can't belong to different churches. It's not done. You don't join different families because one of the things that church does is makes you accountable. Who are you accountable to? Just like our 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 biological families. There's accountability the same way. The church is your spiritual family. And the church is responsible for your spiritual growth. So be nyini wo hunhun no e asafo. Enti se wan kwa sori a obe den wo nyini. You don't grow in your house. Nobody in the Bible were growing alone in their house. Then there was no need for a pastor. And church is not on Facebook. You can copy all messages from anywhere. Church is sitting under authority, giving instruction, practicing. Yes, sorry, oh sorry, yeah, bo bobi. And because it's a family, you contribute to the needs of the family. There are some people they are offering, they divide it into five. Or the Odukoma Reverend Dumja. And Reverend Kashkash. Are you okay? It means you don't understand what church is. Two pastors will not give account of you on the last day. It is only one pastor. 
I'll be teaching it in the course of the coming weeks. There's accountability. When the Bible says judgment shall begin in the house of God, people think, no Christian is going to hell. But there's a great loss if you're a Christian and you didn't take your Christian life seriously. And unfortunately for some of you, I am going to give account on your behalf. Unfortunately. Say me, near Befre. On that day, you from mommy or who now papa. No, no, they won't be there. It's a spiritual gathering. It's not biological. All biological relationships cease. Ain't in a warrior moon when you marry. Yes, it till death do us part. The moment you marry, that union between you and whoever, it doesn't exist again. The moment, sorry, you die. Ain't in a see if you're bushyadia. It no more belongs to you. So the family possesses back that which belongs to them that they brought to that union. The same way, on the last day, you won't see your mother, your father, your husband. It's not husband's story. So imagine you don't have a pastor. Who is going to give account for you? Or you have five pastors. Which of them? And Yamianim, there is no lie, there is no that day. I'll be asked of your opinion. My my what hey Medi Ajua Sha was an ecosystem. Ajua Eradi Ja 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 That's what the Bible says. We will give account of you. So you have to think how am I living this Christian life? If truly we are a family, how long or when was the last time you checked on your family? How has your family survived? How do you contribute to this church, which is your family on earth? Some people, they are good at writing notes, but their pocket is not part of it. But the church buys electricity. The church has a loan that it pays monthly. There are some people till you tell them they will never. So I have vowed not to tell you. Because my duty as a pastor is to teach you why you do what you do. We don't give to get. We give because it's a responsibility. Forget that Kokuanasi story. There's responsibility. And then giving is honor. Ubu obia. And now we didn't hear some people who exchange any money. Unse o penibi. When there is a, anybody you respect, when you are going to give them a gift, you are careful. You are wondering which one should I take. It shows how you value the person. The same way when it comes to God, how do you value God? Do you give God the things you don't like? Some people, anything given to God, they will have a problem with it. But to them, it's okay. It shows you you don't value God in your heart. And then also, we give to meet needs. So we give to honor. We give as a responsibility. And because they are brethren or the church has needs, we give to meet needs in the church. We rented this canopy. 
is a need. So your offerings, your giving, pays for needs. You are washing your hands for free. But the angels didn't bring the water in this thing. For some time now, when we have been spraying people's body, they have been complaining. So I checked on the internet and I saw a gun. That one doesn't spray to make you feel some way. It's money. It's money. So when you give, to so the shower gives you a bar for them and you be a you are getting it wrong. You are them. There's nothing. Anybody will tell you, Ukuta olive oil, beer, or the goose who are brabble, because on Fangoguni Mameso. I saw Bobby Blomu fear for bread. As one who are anointed, the goo. It reminds me of the little doctor. When in parents, Nina, so one who won't come to you, the Biana Nishuachia. Stop deceiving people. Just understand that the reason we give, Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance. Gifts is what you do to honor the person. And the beautiful thing with this thing is that our giving, so that no pastor takes any money to heaven. Heaven is not a physical place. But when we gather, we represent God and his house. Yes, you see, why yama we no more? Why yade? I yama. When you don't do for these little ones, you've not done it for me. Amen. Rise up on your feet. So the church is a place we grow spiritually. The less you gather, the less you are growing. If the gathering was not important, no pastor should have been called. Pastors were not called on Facebook, were called in the church. He set some in the church as pastors, teachers, evangelists. We are in the body of Christ to equip the saints to grow. So you can have a pastor on a hotline you have been praying with. That's not where your pastor is. Open your mouth and just begin to pray and thank God for his word. Thank God for his word.